touching on Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton and all her nonsense. Um, you know, like I spoke to Jordan and right before we were going on air and, you know, he was kind of like he covered it yesterday. I wanted to give my take, you know. Jordan yesterday uh, came on the air and basically said that he, um, he actually would want Hillary Clinton to run and not because he likes her or wants her, but he wants her because he feels that it would divide the other sort of candidates base now it's like Warren would lose some support Biden would lose some support clearly Bernie Sanders voters are not going to vote for Hillary so like his voters would be intact totally understand the strategy there I, I, I agree with that part I agree that if she, if she decided to run that it would be a situation that you look at Hillary and say well Hillary Clinton has she's gonna get a, she's gonna get support there's people in this country that still love her, and they're not like a couple of thousand people. They're hundreds of thousands. And they're, and, they're, and what's, what's interesting is that, you know, I do agree with Jordan in the sense that Hillary Clinton is, would, might be good for Bernie Sanders in that respect. The thing that I pose to the audience, and I would love to see your comments and your opinions about this, that being said, here's the perspective I want to pose to you guys. Right? So I want to pose to you guys my perspective on Hillary running is I don't want her anywhere near this campaign. First of all, if she runs, I personally think it would be the most selfish, egotistical, vanity ridden like move I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want her to say anything that happens. But what I want to say is is that I 100% believe that she should, that if she were to run, there is one commonality that I believe. I believe that Biden supporters are the same as Hillary supporters, or very similar. And right now, what, what you hear a lot is that Biden is, um, uh, 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 Biden is 100% um, like, even people who support him doubt him. And, and they won't say it openly, but you, I've, I've, spo I've spoken to a couple friends that, like, are 100% into that Biden camp, and they like Biden from being vice president, they feel he's the most experienced, and all that. And guess what? Even they say, I don't know what I'm getting anymore. Like, he's changed, and this is weird, and he's got a lot of chinks, and there's a lot of things that, are, that don't make sense, and why is he like that? Well, guess what? Let me tell you something, and I'm going to say it very clearly. I like a candidate that has chinks and has the things that he has and has the problems that he had when it's not my candidate. I want Bernie Sanders to win, and I feel that Biden is 100% like beatable. Like I don't I feel like Bernie Sanders' biggest competition is Elizabeth Warren. For whatever you could say why and if you believe it and if it's true, that's what I feel the conference. I feel like it's going to come down to those two in, in the primary in the end. The rest I look at and I understand that Pete Buttigieg is running and he's, he's spiking. And I feel like that spike is a little, I don't think it's going to last personally. And that's just my opinion. No facts to base that. I just have this feeling. I look at him and I say, yeah, I don't think it's going to last. But I think it's going to come down to this too. But if you get Hillary in there, I think what's going to happen is a lot of Biden supporters are going to go to Hillary. And they're going to say, Hillary's stronger. She's not tripping over her words. She didn't have a, 
She has all these controversies, but those controversies have been dealt with, and it's old news. Let's just forgive her. Let's get behind her. And guess what? I am very fearful of that woman being a presidential nominee. Very fearful. And how? And, and everybody says, well, that's not going to happen. It's Hillary Clinton. She already had her chance. I was one of those people that said Trump wasn't going to get was going to win that election, and I said that the night before. I said it the day of. I was at work and I was with a bunch of ex coworkers, and I said it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I watched till four in the morning that night, watching him win and saying to myself, "Wow, this is really happening. This is about to be a disaster." And I 100%. My feeling is she gets in the race. Biden supporters go to her. Biden falls to the wayside, he eventually drops out, and now Biden, and now you have Hillary Clinton with her base that still thinks she's great, being a little bit bigger than Bernie, or a little bit bigger than Warren, because they say maybe she, they're too radical, and guess what? We have a run, the same election as last time, and it's the same result, because at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton has way too many chicks in her arm, and I've said it a million times. A person who's going to beat Trump, which we need to do, cannot have chinks in the armor. Which is why I love Bernie Sanders, because he doesn't have chinks in the armor. His one chink is being totally thrown out because he looks great. He's, his physical uh, health, he looks great. So, now you have a situation where Bernie, same situation as the last time, and, dis and, and guess what? Jordan totally disagrees with me on this. He says, I don't think it's going to happen. That was then. This is now. There's new polling numbers. Well, guess what? I'm going to pose to you. I believe that that is going to happen. I want to hear what you guys have to say in the chat. Option number one is Hillary jumps in, by, and, and now Biden supporters are, are divided and not there, and Bernie benefits. Or option number two, Hillary jumps in, and galvanizes that Biden base, takes his voters, takes his support, and even takes some Warren support, and now she has more support than Bernie. Those are the two. I would love to know what you guys think in the chat. I'm definitely going to be paying attention and bearing us there. So, this is what I know. And, and by the way, there are a bunch of other candidates that could throw a wrench in that plan. 100%. Buttigieg, very high in the polls. Tulsi Gabbard, I want to say, very impressed with what she said on The View. And we're gonna, I'm, and, and also, breaking news happened today. She actually sent a cease and desist order to Hillary Clinton to say, stop talking mess. And if anybody knows, like, if this was the playground growing up in the 80s, somebody's talking mess, you walk up to them, you confront them, and you say, back off. And normally that back off leads to a fight. Okay, that's what happens. But obviously, we're grown. Obviously, there's more, you know, properness and there's more cordial cordiality. So at the end of the day, a cease and desist is like the punch in the nose. It's like literally, if you don't stop talking mess about me, this is what's going to happen. I, I I thoroughly appreciate Tulsi Gabbard. She made I respect her a lot more after her defending herself. And I've said it a million times. If somebody tells you calls says that you're talking mess, and if somebody says something to you, and if somebody said calls you says something about you that is not true, the first thing you should do is confront that person face to face in a public forum and say you're a liar because that's the person I'm going to believe more. And she did that on national television, including next to Joy Behar, who 
apparently is like, is she sleeping with Hillary Clinton? I don't know. So Joy Behar is like her number one fan. But at the end of the day, basically looked her in the eye and said, you and her, because you supported her, are liars. And I don't appreciate it. I love that. I loved it. I love the fact that she stood up for herself. Much respect to Tulsi Gabbard for that. So the point is, is that there are so many other situations, other candidates, that who knows? Maybe they can have their own spiking moment. Maybe Yang Gang and Andrew Yang, maybe he'll have a spike moment. Buttigieg's at the top. Warren had her spike moment. She's fading a little bit. And Bernie Sanders, I believe, is still yet to come with his spiking moment. I think his spiking moment is going to come in the next couple of months, and you're going to start to see like him be at the top all the time. And Biden, you know, we're going to get into polls numbers too. Once again, another round of polls that is just like, oh my God, what's going on? I want to show something, and, uh, you know, kind of coming off of the, you know, week in which Biden and, and Steyer got their own town hall, you know, Sunday and Monday, respectively, and, you know, I said it last week when I was on live on the air, why do these, why do these guys get to be a town hall, like, you know, Steyer's at 2%, 3%, why are you having a town hall, like, why are you even here, it's like, you look at it, you look at it, like, you go to a party, and you see somebody who's, like, not really invited, and you're like, dude, why are you here, Steyer is that guy, he needs to go, like, I don't even understand it, and, and that being said, I did watch that, there was a couple of times where he said some things, I was like, oh, this is interesting, he's maybe not so bad, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's not so bad is not, at this point in time, get rid of not so bad. Like, we don't need you. You're not what the people want. You're not polling high. You're not doing well. He's not comfortable. He's very weird talking. It's just like so many things that I look at. I'm just like, whoa. And then Biden, you know, that's CNN saying, we're going to help you out. I mean, that's clear as day. Like, why did you get your own town hall? Nobody else got a town hall. Nobody, it should have been... If you're going to do town hall, well, guess the rest of the candidates should have all got town halls every single day, one by one by one. They didn't do that. Maybe they're planning to do it. Maybe the schedules don't align. I don't know. Maybe Bernie's going to get one, Elizabeth Warren. But guess what? It didn't happen. So I'm just going to say at this point, it looks like super favoritism. That being said, new poll numbers are out. And apparently, these poll numbers, you know, showing some pretty significant situations pretty significant uh, 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 things that make CNN, it makes it look like CNN is, you know, kind of accomplished their thing. Poll numbers showing Biden right here, 26%, 10.30 to 11.2. This is 11.12. These poll numbers came out yesterday. 26%, Sanders at 7, uh, excuse me, Warren at 20.8% and Sanders at 17.8%. I want to say... And once again, I love this because all the po all the polls are showing Buttigieg at 22% and 24%. This makes more sense because he's had a spike because apparently people have been in involved and people have been doing it. He's had a spike, but to go from like 4, 5, and 6% to 23 and 24% like CNN showed him and things that I think somebody, another network showed him, that was a little like, what? Why? Huh? Who are you polling? Are you literally polling at a Buttigieg campaign rally? Because obviously, you know, but Biden had a town hall. Biden's numbers are up plus 5.2%, okay, from 21%. It's 20, you know, like you look at these numbers right here, and it's like he was 26%, he's 23% in another poll, 
He's 32% in another poll, and then he's 23% in another poll. But guess what? The average, he's, he's polling at about 26%. And, you know, I look at that and I say, gee, what happened there? What happened there? Well, it was a CNN town hall. It's like everybody knows that human beings can be very much a prisoner of the moment. Guess what? Yeah, and once again, and this is the thing that I constantly say, when you're polling, where are you polling? Is it an online poll that people from Mississippi to California to Seattle to New York to Chicago to Missouri to Oklahoma can all take? Or did you just go to a, the town hall right outside and say, who do you like? Like, I don't understand that. So I always look at that, but I always like to have these sort of separate websites that not that are away from and real clear politics actually has some pretty decent numbers and it makes sense like i said Buttigieg at eight percent makes sense does not make sense that he's at 22 percent which is what i saw uh, a day ago or two days ago so and this updates pretty regularly and right now it's 26 warren 27 20 and sanders 17 and Buttigieg eight percent and you know what i love about this and the thing that i'm gonna say is that Buttigieg, I mean, excuse me, Sanders is at 17.8%. And did he get a town hall? Uh, did he get a a situation that um, is, is like where he's center stage and he has the spotlight on him? He's basically touring. He is basically on the trail. He is out there meeting the people. That's not where you get the most media coverage. And he's not getting a lot of media coverage. We are gonna we as Static Scoo are gonna start covering those types of situations because we need to. That's what we should do. But that being said, he is not going to be the one to do that. So I look at that and I say, it's amazing to me that Buddha, that Sanders really isn't um, really isn't that. But at the same time, it is what it is. So I look at that and I say to myself, okay, okay. And this is something that 100% I, I look at and I say to myself 100% that this is something that is going to be uh, like right there. Um, I think it's great when you are a candidate and you're not having town halls and you're not having exposure and your numbers are still pretty decent. They're competitive, right? He's not in the lead by these by this poll, but his numbers are competitive. 17.8% is not a bad number. It's not a bad position. And it allows him to take the time. I always say, let the people duke it out, right? Let people duke it out. Let people talk. Let people say what's, what's happening. And then, once they stop speaking, you jump in and just say one line. Boom, just because you've been paying attention. I think that's a very good strategy when you're talking about debate, when you're talking about um, arguing, when you're talking about anything. You just let them talk. And most of the time, when you let people talk, they hang themselves. They give themselves rope, and you just kind of, it's just what it is. And I think that Bernie Sanders set himself up to be a good in that good position. Elizabeth Warren, she's doing the same thing. She's out on a campaign trail. She's talking. She's meeting people. That's what they're doing. Biden had a town hall. He's at 26%. I am very, very interested to know what's going to happen a week from now when he doesn't have that town hall boost, okay? It's almost like if you're playing a video game and you get that, you use a boost to like 
boost whatever you need, so that way you can get more, like, you know, there's some games online where you can get more food crops or more resources and boost it, so the next 24 hours you're good. He used, CNN was his resource boost. He's at 26%. Is he going to be at 26% next week, next Tuesday, next Wednesday? Or is it going to drop and come back to earth when they start realizing, eh, you're still the same guy we really weren't supporting in the beginning? It is going to be more and more, um, you're going to start seeing real numbers. Real numbers that are something that goes and something that does, and, and something that applies to like what could actually happen. I don't. I think it's definitely too early. We talk about it on stat, at status quo because it is funny the way numbers can be skewed and numbers can be done, you know, um, to kind of look make it look like what it is. But at the end of the day, it's not exactly what it is. And that's why I always ask, where were these polling numbers taken? I don't know. I know that a lot of people in the news, um, a lot of people over the last couple of days, I don't know if you guys have heard about the Churro Lady, uh, who, once again, I touched on in the beginning, Churro Lady was in one of my old train stations that I used to go to every day, go through every day, like four times a day. Like, I was going back and forth from work to school to everything, Brewery Junction, shout out to Brooklyn, and I remember 100% this Churro Lady being there, and the Churro Lady was there and she used you know what is she doing wrong she's selling food and by the way i'm and you know it's not exactly healthy food it's delicious food but it's super sugary but i remember so many times when i was running from one train to the next and i was like i don't have time to eat at home let me just get a churro because it's sugar and i need energy and i would go buy that and i'd be starving because hard day at work then i had to run a night school and that was what I was doing. But, um, she was never bothering anybody. Never bothering anybody. Okay? And I'm bringing this up to bring up Colin Kaepernick, and then we're going to come back to the Lady because I want to show the video, and actually just a couple things that I just like, I want to ask these questions about the NYPD, because 100%, super excessive, but... Sidetrack for a second, Colin Kaepernick, if a lot of you don't know, he's a football player, uh, played for the San Francisco 49ers, one Super Bowl appearance, almost a second Super Bowl appearance, and then he decided to protest. And he decided to protest uh, police brutality. Um, it was not taken that way. Our glorious Agent Orange decided to chime in with his nonsense and basically take all the NFL owners and say, hey... We can't have this. He's disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting America. He's dis he's un-American. All that, the same sort of rhetoric that you used to hear in the Vietnam War when people said, "I don't want to fight for a war that's unjust," and I don't want to go over there and kill poor people, in the words of Muhammad Ali, and I don't want to go over there and fight a war that America shouldn't be in in the first place, and that people would get arrested because they just didn't want to fight it, and 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 they didn't want to fight in this war, and they went over there kind of against their will and then abolished the draft after that. Well, it started off, and I'm going to show a video in a second, where it started off where Colin Kaepernick was sat down on a bench for the sake of, um, sat down on a bench for the sake of protesting the American, the national anthem, okay? And that national anthem, a lot of people, you know, once again, disrespectful to America, not being an American, and... I love, whenever I talk about this, everybody says to me, hey, you know, he was disrespectful. Hey, he was doing that. And hey, 
Like, he shouldn't do that. And guess what I say? I say, do you remember, do you know how it got started? So what we have on the screen right now and what is happening right now is a picture. And that was the very first picture. That was the very first protest that this man protested. And it was a protest for police brutality. He basically said he was not going to stand for the national anthem because it is a country that has police brutality that does not, like, it, it's not fair. What you get is there is white privilege and there is uh, uh, an inherent racism to people of brown and black skin and different colors and different minorities, whether they're Hispanic, whether they are black, whether they are Indian, whether they are whatever the case may be. Black and brown gets treated badly and unfairly by the police officers. So the fact of the matter is, is that what he did is he decided to sit and not disrespect the flag and not go out and not curse somebody out and not do anything like this. What he did was sit. Uh, the gentleman that was in the clips of the video was a U.S. Army veteran who actually said, hey, instead of sitting, because sitting is a little disrespectful, why don't you try kneeling? And what happened was, and just to sum that all up, so many people still felt that kneeling was disrespectful. And he kneeled at the, the, the advice of this, this army veteran who now they have cultivated a friendship. He basically kneeled and he said, hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to kneel and I'm going to protest police brutality. Okay. He did that. And so many people found the kneeling disrespectful. And they said, you're disrespecting the flag. You're un-American. You're not doing this. And this is what it is. That's what they said. That's what they said. And... I remember the first argument I said at the time, forget about the issue, as I said, you know, don't we kneel in front of the Pope? Don't we kneel in front of a, a priest? Don't we kneel at, at, at in prayer? Don't we kneel at the cemetery? Don't we kneel at places where everybody respects? We kneel in religious practice. We kneel in, in political. There's sometimes there's situations where you have to kneel and say a prayer at the beginning. And I could have sworn that the last time, I remember when people get knighted in England, you kneel, you're on your knees, and you put your head down. And that's the highest form of respect. This man was ridiculed and destroyed because he kneeled, and they said it was disrespectful, un-American. And he literally said multiple times, oh, I'm kneeling because I want to recognize that police brutality in this country is real. Guess what? Guess what, people? He hasn't gotten a job since he did that. And and they say, oh, he's not that great anymore. He's better than most of the quarterbacks playing. And on top of that, on top of that, you know, it comes down to the bottom line. These billionaire owners, these billionaire people who own these football teams had a base of their football fandom come out and say, hey, we, don't, we find this disrespectful. If you hire him, we're going to leave. And guess what happened? He hasn't had a job since. But in the process of that, he's had the number one sports uh, Nike commercial and revenue generator in the last like 30 years. And so many people have come out and support celebrities, political figures, including Bernie Sanders, who has said multiple times that he loves the way he's protesting because it is peaceful, it is righteous, and it is for a great cause because police brutality is, is a real thing. I've been exposed to it. I've happened. And guess what? Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, is that at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you right now, it's still happening. 
It still happens all the time, and people think just because you don't see any major stories or anything like that, it doesn't happen. It happens all the time. Police officers feel the need, feel the need to 100% go into something and have a situation that is just not good. And, and, and they feel the need to be excessive, and they feel the need to have a situation where it's that. And, you know, I can't play the audio for the video I was going to show about the churro lady, but the one thing I'm going to play, and you don't need audio for this, it's a quick one-minute video, is that at the end of the day, what you see is this isn't police brutality, brutality it's police excessiveness. And I'm going to show it to you right now, and I'm just going to point something out. You have this poor lady that is selling police brutality, and I'll describe the situation. You have four grown men cops who are probably in their mid to late 30s so my 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 age and my strength and they look like they're not small individuals going up to this lady and basically saying to her hey you can't be here and we're gonna arrest you and here's the thing four cops okay there's four cops there for one little old lady four Okay, this is the police br brutality and excessiveness that we're talking about. And the fact of the matter is, is that she got arrested. And their answer to her getting arrested was, she is 100% like, she is 100% in violation of something that has happened. She's selling churros. She's not selling drugs. She's not like you know prostituting she's not doing anything that she's selling food churro this is probably how she makes her living because she might not speak english she might not have a great education level so she makes a living by giving delicious food to people who walk by and people who love it and people who whatever and guess what a lot of people said oh this isn't a big deal it's just you know one person they said that she had some she had been told several times you can't be here she had been cited and everything but this is the bottom line. And a friend of mine told me this. I'm actually going to research this and find out. And the next time I'm on, I'm going to talk about this. Starting January 1st, if you get arrested for a misdemeanor, you're not allowed to see a judge. You're just going to get a summons or a ticket, and that's it. You're not going to do any jail time. You can't do any jail, jail time for a misdemeanor. You're going to tell me that you're going to arrest this woman because she was selling a freaking churro? Like, are you? Come, come on. And this is exactly what Colin was talking about. This is exactly what he's protesting, is that that police brutality, the police excessiveness, the police like doing things the right way, instead of taking out a taser, who's somebody who's resisting arrest, tasing them and saying, you're resisting arrest, we had to tase you, they take out their gun. And they shoot the person. And now the person is no longer there. Or they get extremely, extremely violent i.e. Eric Gardner choking rather than all he had to do was tase that man if he was resisting arrest like they said he was and by the way I'm one of the opinion that he really wasn't he was a little animated and I tell people all the time if you're going to be animated cops your life may be on the line unfortunately because these cops are not trained properly I'm going to get to that in a second a friend of mine told me that he went to the police academy and what you're told is that you are supposed to protect and serve civilians you are supposed to arrest criminals you are supposed to be on the side of good okay but you are also supposed to put your own safety first and i and i heard him when he was saying this and i was like what do you mean like you know obviously we want a cop who's on duty to 
be safe, you know, like I'm sure cops, especially if they're a decent cop, you know, they have families and stuff. You don't want them to get hurt or something. Obviously not. However, what does that mean? And he said, you know, they tell us if there's a situation between, if it's where it's between you and them, you put you first all the time. So I see that training and I hear that message and then we wonder why there's so many trigger fingers. There's so many happy trigger fingers where the first thing to do, gun, stop. Okay? It gets to a point, and this is what Colin is talking about and why he's protesting. And I don't want him to protest anymore. This man needs to make a living, get a job in a football team. He is talented. Let other people protest. But he started it and he should be recognized. Here's the bottom line. You walk out of the house and you are a person of color, there is a chance, whether it's small, medium, or large, that you might not come home. I deal with it every day. When I see cops, I put my headphones on, I might kind of give a nod, like, how you doing? Just, you know, and some of them nod back, and some of them look at me like, what is he nodding at me for? I try to be on the side of caution. I've, uh, side of caution. I've gotten stopped, drive running through a red light, and I always give cops the respect. I roll down my windows, I turn down my music, I, you know, have my hands on the wheel so that they could see it. That way they know, not trying to start a problem, didn't see the light turn red. And I want to, and I, you know, whatever. I've also told cops, no disrespect, here's a piece of my mind, you know, not being, you know, not being there because I'm going to speak my mind. But this is the point. The point is, is that police brutality is a major problem that we all know. Police excessiveness, i.e. the churro lady is a very real problem too because if you don't just because that woman didn't get beat down doesn't mean that there was something unfair doesn't mean it was something that was not warranted and doesn't mean it's something that doesn't need to change they could have easily said ma'am we've told you this before take a hike and she could have left and when she left that would have been it and if they even if and they said they told her seven or eight times tell her another hundred times this woman is not hurting anybody this woman is not doing anything illegal. They said that the reason why she was arrested is because she didn't have a proper vendor's form. Here's the thing. How many of us that are in that type of service actually know how to get that paperwork? And, and here's the thing. She might actually not know. And if you told her how or somebody told her how, she might actually get it. Maybe she can't afford it. You know? You know what's amazing to me? I, I thought the cops shot themselves in the foot because I'm sure that some of them have bought the churros from her come on we know cops like sweet things they like those donuts they like those food the food they need the high energy and that's a hundred i know that's a stereotype you know you make the joke that you know cops always eat donuts but every time i go past the dunkin donuts i see a cop car at least once a day so maybe there's something to it i think they shot him in the foot that's the funny spin on it but you know the woman was released as a sort of a side note the woman was released the woman was um um you know, the woman was was given back her stuff, although all of her product, they said that all of her product was actually spoiled because it was sitting out and it needs to be heated up and there's things like that, so she couldn't use that. But um, there was actually a demonstration that uh, uh, for this woman, and bottom line is, is that despite the fact that brutality, you don't see it all the time in the news, it happens, and, you know, I, I just find it kind of despicable, so.